You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. morning we're going to have a prophetic awakening for 2023 there's going to be three of us that will share matt vines is going to start for us and then gene kate will go and then i'll uh do the end but we wanted to share with what we believe god is saying for the new year uh where he has taken us take notes it's going to be important for you to know because what will happen is as you go you'll see the signs of what what we've spoken um and it will be on, of course, on our website and you'll get an email about it later with, so you can listen to it again. But it's important for us to know where God has taken us so that we can move in agreement with where he's going. The word says that we need to be able to discern the times. And in order to discern the times, we have to know what he's doing in this time. Anyhow, so that'll be good. I'm going to invite Matt up, and he's going to share for a little bit. And then, like I said, Gene will go, and then I'll go. Here you go, Matt. Thank you so much. I can say that during worship, I felt like I was about to blow up. <laughs> Just all-consuming fire, you know. So uh, what a way to start the year. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I, um, I got uh, in my, uh, when Pastor Cindy had asked, uh, you know, just for uh, Pastor Gene and I to pray into this uh, for the last couple of weeks, um, you know, I just, I really got four revelations that I just uh, want to release over you. Um, I believe there is, uh, we prayed this morning before the service, there's some impartation even. Um, and so, I just, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. So I'm going to begin with uh, reading from Genesis 41, uh, starting at verse 38. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, it says, uh, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. And so in the situation we've got here is Joseph has gone literally from the pit of prison to the brink of the palace. And in this blessing and even in the recognition of this discernment uh, and just acknowledging the spirit of God, it really represented the secular world because Pharaoh was really uh, the vision of captivity was the vision of uh, was not a follower of the of, of the Lord. And so what I hear in this year in the beginning is that we will see an increase of supernatural wisdom and discernment. The secular world will recognize that the Lord's spirit is upon you. They won't be able to put it into words or even understand it, but they will be drawn to you and to his glory. People will not even be able to explain why, but they will be drawn to you. 
And in Proverbs uh, 10, 22, it says uh, that um, the, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow. And so that is in this blessing, in this transfer, whether it's the wealth, whether it's recognition, whether it's honor, uh, I just see in this year, there's going to be um, an acknowledgement and just a supernatural recognition from the most surprising of places so that just as Pharaoh recognized on the Lord's servant Joseph, so shall that anointing be on you. And so I just release onto you, if you just open your hands to receive, I release onto you, 2023 is the year of your increase in supernatural wisdom and supernatural discernment, that the secular world will pour into you and bless you in Jesus name. All right, uh, going to Acts chapter 8, uh, starting at verse 4. Um, I'm sorry, at verse 5, yes. Uh, and so Philip traveled to a Samaritan city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. I need you to flip that. Yeah, the next screen. <laughs> yeah, the crowds were eager to receive Philip's message and were persuaded by the many miracles and wonders that he performed. And many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks, and many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. And there resulted in an uncontainable joy filling that city. And then I'm just going to jump down to verse 26. And then the Lord's angel said to Philip, now go south from Jerusalem to the desert road to Gaza. All right, so, um, so in this, what we have is revival happening. Signs, wonders, and miracles are occurring, um, and there is great joy in the city. It's what evangelists and ministers pray for, is the signs and the wonders. And in the midst of the revival, the Lord sends a word, I've got another assignment. So suddenly the Lord says, I'm sending you to another place. And Gaza was not a place of the Jews. Even it was uh, there were there was even uh, just a mix of the uh, the races and just all the the heritage there. And so for him to get that word suddenly to leave, what in the natural was happening is an amazing experience. That was a powerful obedience. Um, and so what I hear the Lord saying is in 2023, keep your schedule open, keep your calendar clear. There will be suddenlies. This will be a year of suddenlies, even in the midst of a great outpouring, even in the midst of uh, unspeakable joy, the Lord will suddenly open a door. Rejoice in the open doors, but also rejoice even more that he closes a door. Having a schedule or a plan that is rigid, it gives the enemy the strategic advantage to set up ambushes. That's why it's more important than ever to tune your ear to my voice, the Lord. This will be a year of realignment, and you will bask in my glory with each new heavenly encounter. Spend so much time in my presence that you literally become the heartbeat of heaven. Spend so much time in my presence that you literally become the heartbeat of the Father. You're so in tune with your ear hearing, and you're so in tune with the presence that you feel his heartbeat, that you have his heart. What breaks his heart? What excites his heart? That is your anointing this year. New assignments, new encounters, be in a posture of anticipation and expectation, and you will remain at a strategic advantage over the forces of hell. 
you know, we're coming off of COVID, we're coming off the lockdowns, and, you know, um, everything the enemy had planned to uh, to uh, dissolve the churches to just discourage and prevent us from even meeting. And I, uh, Robbie and I and Sam and I went out to the river last weekend since we weren't having service here. We were at Rodney's. And I can remember before COVID, you could go and you could go to the building and there were several hundred people there. Now, after COVID, because they did not close, literally they can't put all the people in the building. So they're meeting underneath a pavilion out in the elements. I mean, at least they're covered. Um, and the reality was it's all because he said he wasn't going to close the church. And the sheriff arrested him. And out of that, that place exploded. And so if we see that as an example of faith, how much more in this year we should draw that no matter where we are, no matter what position we're in, we are being promoted. And when that happens, of course, we have to be ready to move into where God is sending us and where he's taking us. Oh, <laughs> I haven't run today yet, so <laughs> it was close. It was close. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, next, I want to read from Mark 14. This one, uh, it wrecked me. I'm, I mean, even this morning, I was up just spending time because in the natural, when, when the Lord asks you the question, are you ready to be broken? You're like, well, I don't think I want any of that, you know. So, but in 2023, I challenge you ask yourself, am I ready to be broken for the Lord? And so I'm going to start by reading in Mark 14 uh, at um, verse 3. because these were in the trash, Passion Translation. I didn't have all of them except for my phone. Now, Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy, and as he was reclining in the table, a woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask. It was filled with the highest quality of fragrant and expensive oil, and she walked right up to Jesus, and with a gesture of extreme devotion, she broke the flask and poured out the precious oil over his head. And then also, I just want to read from Psalm 5117. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. And so in this, in this uh, reading there in, um, in Mark, the Greek word, some trebo, which is the breaking, uh, it means a breaking or a crushing. Um, and really, if you study the flask that she was carrying, it was so precious, it didn't have a stopper on it. This uh, container was actually sealed shut so that really when you opened it up, it was a one time. When you chose to open that fragrance and that, that oil, there was one time, there was no way to recap uh, what had been opened up. So it wasn't like a regular perfume jar or bottle that you would take it off. So she made the decision that day, with all that I have, I worship and honor you with this breaking. And what's interesting is the Greek word centribo, it's, it represents that breaking and crushing really is what it is. The crushing of that jar upon Jesus as an act of worship. What's amazing is in Romans 16, 20, that the God of peace crushes the head of Satan. It's the same word, the same kind of crushing that you get from the crushing of the anointing and the, the worship is the same crushing that you're anointed when you crush the devil's head under your foot. So that's why it's a sacrifice of praise and worship. And so my challenge to you is ask yourself, am I ready to be broken in 2023? Breaking is not about destroying or harming. It's about worship. Breaking brings power of the Holy Spirit. Strength 
from heaven, unshakable faith, and genuine intimacy with your Father. You've already heard my heart about how you have um, abandoned comfort and control and dignity. And that's the thing, even during COVID, how many things did we have to give up? And we became lovers of his presence and running after him. But Jesus proclaimed the truth that whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses life will yet find it. It's not so much the life that we breathe. It's the very existence that we have, the things that we do to build a life. This isn't an invitation of comfort and ease. It is a call to surrender and sacrifice. Breaking is the truest form of worship. You have been there more than once together, collectively, individually in our prayer closets, even where two or three of us have had lunch or dinner. There he has been. At times, we have gathered to worship of our own free will. At other times, we've responded because of a reaction to a storm. But rest assured, the breaking of the costly gifts brings the greatest reward and the greatest return. The Lord is ready to take you to new levels and heights, but it requires to lay down your reservations and your hesitations. He says, give me one day of nonstop joy and thanksgiving, and you will realize patience is the icing on the cake. The day praying Paul's prayer in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I die daily. It means that we put aside our demands, our complaints, and we determine to live happy, joyful, and free. Allow yourself to be broken as worship and poured onto the altar of the Lord, and you will find the plans and blessings that will far surpass anything that you could imagine. Next level, coming up higher, get ready to see lives changed and hell plundered in 2023. The point of the breaking is that you are becoming one with him to the point that you lose your earthly identity. Break yourself before him in worship and honor. And the last one here is quick, is in... Um, is in um, Psalm 8, verse 5. It says, you have crowned him with glory and honor. And this is speaking of man, so I'll even read from this version. It says, yet what honor you have given to man, created only a little lower than Elohim, crowned like kings and queens with glory and magnificence. And so what the Lord was showing me is, you know, you're going to have that um, increase of a discernment and the wisdom that the secular world's not going to be able to put words into it and describe it. They just know there's something about you that draws them to you. Um, there is, of course, clearing your calendar, being expectant of the suddenlies, and then in our time with him, breaking ourselves before him so that we are that altar of the Lord, so that when he sends us out, we expect his glory because we carry his glory. And so in 2023, as you come from that place of brokenness because you've honored and worshiped him, then you leave that place expecting his glory. You've experienced many facets of the Lord's glory, the fire, the wind, his presence, and his joy. These are all supernatural encounters for your life. He wants to take you to a deeper level where you see, hear, and feel that glory, but more importantly, where you walk with the confidence that you carry his glory everywhere you go. And as a carrier of his glory, you'll realize how you'll be protected, no longer vulnerable to danger or even the elements of this world. Your, his glory will clothe you and will carry you wherever you go. It will be a shimmering force field of his glory that covers you. The glory made available by Jesus in his resurrection is available to us. Everything you need comes from that glory and that anointing. So begin to expect his glory, expect his presence to be manifest in your life. And as you expect it, you shall 
receive it. And so if you'll receive the blessing of the Lord, I'll just end here. Again, just my prayer over you is that you receive uh, what he has imparted here, is that your heart says breaking is not a bad thing, but Lord, I want to be broken for you as an act of worship and as I worship you, Lord God, I want to carry your glory into the darkest of places, into the places where the signs and wonders are needed the most. In Jesus' name. Amen. During the Christmas Eve uh, service, uh, Pastor Cindy made reference to something that uh, I've heard her make reference to before. And uh, never really thought that much about it until this year. And, uh, and that was about asking the Lord what gift he had for us this Christmas. So I thought, okay, I'll bite. <laughs> and I asked, and the Lord answered immediately. And he said, I'm giving you the gift of my word. And I thought that was kind of a strange answer. I thought, Lord, I've been studying your word, you know, for forever. You know, I mean, it's been, it's been uh, you know, I, I've 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 gone through two uh, two, two Bible uh, institutes. I've uh, I have a doctorate in ministry. I've you know, I've uh, I've read everything from Genesis to the maps, and I'm like, okay, what to, uh, you know, what what else you got? And the Lord clarified. He said, He said, I'm bringing increase of my word to you. And in praying over that and in praying for this service today, the Lord wanted me just to share what the increase of that word brings to us personally and also what it will bring to us culturally and nationally. Um, the word of God is, as is I'm sure most of you know, it has personal benefit. It brings increase into your life. Brings an increase of 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 wisdom, of understanding. It brings increase of of uh, also uh, healing and health in your life. It brings uh, increase in success and faith and favor. Uh, it, it brings a lot of things, but also uh, it brings uh, increase in opportunities. Whether and sometimes those opportunities come to us not in a way we always expect. Those opportunities sometimes come in the form of opposition. Did you know that God that, that, that many times God will use your opposition to bring an opportunity to you? And through that he gets glory. The enemy, you know, as it says, in Mark, he talks about the parable of the sower in Mark 14. He talks about that, how, uh, how that the, uh, the, the enemy comes immediately to steal the seed that was sown. So just understand uh, the, the, the word is going to invite uh, a, a demonic visitation into your life. Not opening the door for demonic visitation, but but creates opportunities sometimes because the enemy will always come and to test the word and to test your commitment to the word. But in that, as you uh, as as we grow in our identity in knowledge of who we are in Christ, we understand we, we understand that uh, uh, that we are in him and he is in us and when the enemy tries to contend with us he contends with the father and the son and the spirit of god that's on the inside of us so the word of god's going to bring you opportunities opportunities for opposition but also opportunities for favor and opportunities for for, for blessing as as uh, matt was was sharing uh you know talking about uh, uh, assignments, even sudden assignments. And, um, but I want to read just a couple of scriptures in Acts chapter 6 because I believe that the increase of the word in our lives will bring about results that are beyond us individually. In Acts chapter 6, 
In verse 7, it says, Then the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and great many, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And then in Acts 19, in verse 20, it says, So the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. In both of these references, we see, we, we, uh, if you read them in the context, you'll see that as the Word of God increased, many things happened. It says, first of all, there was an increase of disciples. And I believe that we're going to see in 2023 an increase of disciples. Now, you say, oh, well, you, you, you're talking about souls being saved. No, I'm talking about disciples choosing to follow taking up their cross and following him. Matthew 28 says to go into all the world and, and, and make disciples of all nations. Didn't say make converts. Said make disciples. I don't know how many of you have had the, uh, had the uh, opportunity to uh, watch uh, the, uh, the, the series, The Chosen. And I know in some people and things I've read that, you know, people, it's, it's, a, it's been a little bit controversial. Well, Jesus was always controversial. And probably one of my favorite characters and favorite moments in that series is when Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector and literally shows him he's at his tax booth working for Rome and being paid handsomely for it. He's hated. I mean, literally, he has to sneak into his booth. Uh, uh, people have to sneak him in there uh, because everywhere he goes, people are spitting on him. People are, are cursing him. You know, that he was hated. And he's behind, his, he's, he's behind that booth. And Jesus is passing by, and he's a, Jesus is about to leave that part of the city, and he turns to Matthew. And he says, follow me. Matthew, up to then, had been witnessing the, min the, the ministry of Jesus, the miracles, the signs, and wonders. And Matthew didn't pray a sinner's prayer. He didn't immediately just, you know, show up at the synagogue. He closed up shop, and he went after Jesus. And used... His, his, his skills for the cause of, of, of Jesus' ministry. He laid down everything. He left everything behind. Along with Peter. Along with Andrew. Along with, with all of, uh, uh, of John and James and, and all of the disciples. And it says here, it says there was an increase of disciples. In other words, there was an increase of those who left all to follow him. You talked about being broken. It is in that moment of brokenness that we leave, that we leave all. That we leave the expensive. That we lay down the precious. We lay down the valuable and say, God, it's yours. There's going to be an increase of disciples in 2023. Hallelujah. And I pray that there'll be an increase of disciples here at the gathering. Okay? Okay. You're all my brothers and sisters, but are you willing to leave all? It, it is a question that you will face this year. The next thing is that we saw that we see in the, both of those instances, there's an increase in signs and wonders. And miracles. We see the story of P, uh, of Paul having uh, uh, the uh, uh, aprons or the cloths taken from his body and, and and given to sick people and people that are demon possessed. We we see all these uh, these different things happening. An increase of signs and wonders. The word of God will. God said it says in Mark sixteen. He says he went. He said he confirmed his word with signs following. Signs and wonders happened when Jesus taught and preached the gospel of the kingdom. Signs followed. 
The word of God brings an increase of signs and wonders and supernatural confirmation. And another thing that the word brings about is repentance from darkness and deception. We, re we read about where in, uh, uh, in Acts 19, it says that, that there was all of a sudden a great book burning <laughs> where people that have been following occult arts and practice, they brought their books and they brought their, their fetishes and they brought the, those, uh, those items that they used in the worship of, 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 uh, uh, of pagan worship and they burned them. There, the word of God brings light. The word of God, the increase of the word will all of a sudden show you in areas where you've been walking in deception, where you've been walking in darkness, but not only in his people, but even those that are in, in, in captivity to darkness, those that are in false religion, those that are in atheism, the word of God will, 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 will shine the light on them and they will turn. Now, the other side of that, there will be those that will harden their heart. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about just resisting. But where in the light of undisputable truth, they choose not to believe. We will see that. That we'll, we will see hardness of heart. Just as Pharaoh, after the signs and wonders that Moses did, and after the warnings and the, and the, and the, and the repeated uh, uh, declaration of let my people go, it says he hardened his heart. And it brought great destruction on him and his nation. But also the word brings an increase of boldness. An increase of boldness. Because when you're presenting the truth, when you're presenting the, the Word of God, and when you're walking in obedience to the Word of God, it requires courage. It requires you to face your fears, to face the intimidation, and even face the resistance and opposition of others. And where I, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to follow the word. I'm going to do the word. I'm going to speak the word. And as I do that, God will bring supernatural confirmation of his word. In Acts chapter 4, probably one of my favorite portions of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. This is after uh, Peter and John had been to the, the, uh, uh, at, at the temple, and they had right, the, where the man who, who had reached out to them, he was crippled, and, uh, and Peter said, said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And Peter and John got themselves in hot water. There's just something about, it's, it's, they, they were just following Jesus, okay? They were just disciples of Jesus, even though Jesus had already had made the exit and gone back to the Father. They're just doing what Jesus did. And, Je and, and Jesus had, had a reputation for stirring up uh, uh, trouble in front of the wrong people at the wrong place. Usually on the Sabbath, and usually at the synagogue, is where he got himself. Is where he did the great, the greatest miracles, and we see Peter and John. You know, they're on their way to the temple, and they and 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 they and they. And this person is uh, they invoke the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. This man is miraculously healed, and man, the the chief priests and the elders were hot. They did not like that. They don't like that a bit. And they charged them. They told them, you are not to speak anymore in that name. So what did Peter and, so what did Peter and John do? They went, they went back to church and told them what happened. And then they pray this insane prayer. <laughs> in Acts 4, verse 20, 
beginning with verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. They're praying for boldness to do more of the very thing that got them in trouble. They're not, they're not praying for protection. They're not praying for an exit strategy. They're not praying for a better strategy. They're praying for, Lord, bring it. And give us more boldness to speak your word when it comes. There's something about the word of God that brings boldness. And we're already seeing signs of that this year. I'm sure, I know how, I'm sure many of you have either seen or maybe even been following the story of DeMar Hamlin. Last night I was watching the, uh, uh, the Titans and the Jags. And just before the game, players from both teams, coaches, were all on their knees on national TV, doing the very same thing they criticized Tim Tebow for. <laughs> but God, through the power of prayer, is restoring and healing DeMar Hamlin, who had an un unusual, unusual uh, uh, injury on the field, literally died on the field. And we saw people all over the field, including the head coaches, the staff, the players, praying, crying out to God. We saw an ESPN analyst, Dan Orlovsky, a former uh, uh, quarter, uh, quarterback, on national television, on ESPN. He and, and, and two of the analysts with him, he said, he said, this probably isn't right, but we, I'm, going to, I'm just going to bow my head and we're going to pray. And on national TV, they did the most un politically incorrect thing and began to call upon the name of the Lord on behalf of DeMar Hanlon. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying that 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 uh, I'm not saying that everybody that was praying was a was a full 100% believer, but they were desperate. And I'm going to tell you, God will will move in desperate times. God will move in in times of tragedy. God will move in times of calamity when his when people get together and they say, "I don't know what else to do. I'm not even sure I believe this, but I'm going to." call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to call on something bigger than myself, and I'm going to join hands with people that I don't even agree with politically. I don't even like. I don't like the color of their skin. I don't like because they're on another team. But right, and when that happens, it doesn't matter because all of a sudden your biases become, they just become insignificant. They don't make a difference anymore. And folks, when we get lost in the power of prayer, and we call upon the name of the Lord, God will even cause the airwaves to, to, to uh, broadcast his move in stadiums, on national TV, and millions and millions will see it. I'm telling you, we're living in a time when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. <sighs> I'm going to get more undignified yet. <laughs> Just a final word of testimony, and then I'm going to pray. <sighs> Just before Christmas, before I even asked God about the Christmas gift, I was contacted, and I get contacted by, on Facebook and Messenger by people. Uh, 
you know, for all you know, missionaries and pastors and people from you know different countries. And I'm going to be honest with you. You, you, you don't know. I don't know these people. I don't know anything about them. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical when I see these things. I was contacted by a pastor in Pakistan. And the first thing I did, I looked on his Facebook. I thought, okay, who does he know that I know? And then I recognized him because two of my MII students, Chase and Henry, had had had, had him on their on their YouTube program that they do called Spirit and Fire. Also, he had had them come and minister uh, uh, by the internet there in Pakistan. So I thought, okay, I recognize this guy. So I went to Chase and Henry. I said, what do you know about this guy? And I said, yeah, he's he's legit. He's straight up. I said, has he asked you for money? He said, not a penny. I said, okay. So I responded, and we had a conversation. Next thing I know, I'm invited to preach on his television station, which is carried by a national cable network there in Pakistan. Uh, so I actually called out from work. <laughs> you know, I, I just said, hey, I'm going to be late today. Okay. And next thing I know, I'm preaching in Pakistan. And there's a lot of time lately he's been reaching out to me and he's been saying, saying I, I want to talk with you, I want to talk with you. And he's been asking about MII. And so we spoke yesterday and I thought, yeah, we can help you open a school. We can help you open a school and we can sponsor up to 25 students. Uh, we'll need to raise some funds, but you know, we can do that. And he said, uh, he, he, he said uh, uh, well, we'll start with 25. He said, because I'm going on nationwide TV and I'm going to be promoting this thing. An increase of the word that's going to bring an increase of disciples in a Muslim nation. Where literally you can be put to death on blasphemy charges if you try to convert a Muslim. The word of God is increasing. So I want to pray for you that the word will increase in your life. And that, the, and that as the word increases, you too will begin to make disciples. And you, too, you also will walk in signs and wonders. And that you also even in the face of opposition, we'll have favor, we'll have, we'll, we'll, you'll see signs and wonders, you'll see miracles, you'll see God open doors for you supernaturally, even when you, even doors you haven't even asked for, even things you haven't prayed for, but others have been praying, amen, and because of that, God sent you with the increase of the word of God in your life to touch them and to bless them. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for an increase of your word in the lives of your people. And I thank you, Father God, that not only the increase of the, uh, the knowledge of the written word, but Father God, that, that also the, the, the knowledge of the voice of the Lord, Father God, and the rhema word of the Lord and the sudden inspiration of the Holy Ghost shall come upon your people, Father. I thank you for Father, for an increase of the spirit of prophecy in this house, Lord God, that Father God, that, that, that we won't have to wait for prophetic night first Friday night of the month, that every night will be a prophetic night with visions and dreams and revelations, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for those prophets and those prophetic people that have been shy and hesitant to bring forth your word. Father God, I pray that the word of God will be like a fire shut up in their bones, Lord God, that they will not be able to contain it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father God, that the word will be increased, Father, and go forth and confirmed with signs and wonders and supernatural manifestations of the kingdom, Lord God, and that, Father, we, we, we will see your glory revealed in this nation as disciples are increased both here and around the world. 
And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good, isn't it? Really good word. Okay. So I'm going to make mine nice and simple because basically Matt and Pastor Jean have uh, taken care of what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, that is a good thing because what happens is the word confirms the word. The word confirms the word. When you hear prophetic words, what, what you should hear, hear is those words coming out of multiple streams because God is saying it through many people and he wants to, it's not one isolated voice. It's voice after voice after voice that you will hear the word from. So in this, this year, I feel like there's three words for us. Capacity is one of them. Uh, God is expanding our capacity. Multiplication's the other and fire is the third one. And you can take all of Matt and Jean's stuff and, and fit it into those three categories. But capacity is, uh, is what we need to understand is there is a capacity God is giving us to not only hear his voice, but to act on his behalf in an expanded capacity. And I want anyone who thinks that God isn't going to use them th that way to repent right now. Because as long as you think that God isn't going to use you, you you will not be able to receive the fullness of what he has for you. So God wants to expand your capacity. He wants to be able, and we have talked about this for the last year and a half. He wants to be able to release the solutions from the heavenly realm into our hands. We went through a whole thing of spiritual intelligence where that we have solutions that aren't even within the realm of thought of other people. Because the solutions from God are much greater than anything else that someone can think of. So that greater capacity comes with a partnership that God has given us. He has partnered with us on this earth to be able to bring the kingdom realm into this, into this, into this season. Uh, here is my scripture for the year for this capacity. It is John 15, 15 through 17. And when I get a scripture for the year, I write it everywhere. So the first thing in the morning, that's, that's what I see. I see the word of the Lord for the year. It is, says, I have called you friends. The Lord has called you his friend, yeah. right? For all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. There's revelation being made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. We are fruit bearers for the Lord. We understand the pruning season that he takes us to so that we can bear more fruit. We are grateful for that breaking like Matt was talking about so we can bear more fruit. That, that is the goal. And the fruit will remain. It says, and that your fruit will remain. So it's not a fruit that falls to the ground like the oranges. You know, they'll fall to the ground and they'll rot. We don't produce fruit that falls to the ground and rots. We produce fruit that will remain. And it will remain not only for right now, but for the generations to come because of the fruit that we've produced. So here's the key. You are God's friend. It says that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things I have commanded you that you love one another. We are supposed to ask the Lord. He's going to give it to us. And there is a love flow that's going to come out of it. So understand our capacity is very small in our own minds. But in our spirit, because the spirit lives within us, our capacity is limitless. So capacity, you, you're going to notice your capacity is going to change. Next is multiplication, Matthew 14. And I'm not going to read the whole section that I gave Noah, but uh, read the word, read the word. I'm just saying, read the word. I know that's not a new thing for us, but God, the word is just like, I don't know. Whatever your favorite thing is, that's what the word is and better. But Matthew 14, verse 13, it says, when Jesus heard of what was going on, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. 
But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. I'm waiting on Noah. No, I'm reading it from the screen. So you can just keep going. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Understand that we are going to be moved from compassion. We've talked about signs and wonders. We've talked about miracles. Everybody says, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, God says he is moving you in a sovereign place to do signs, wonder, miracles, healings, deliverance. And you're not even going to realize what's coming out of your mouth until you open your mouth and begin to move in the way God is moving you. So there is a multiplication coming to you that you're not even sure you want. You're not even sure you can do, but there's a sovereign move of God over his people that it's just going to come out of you. It's just going to pour out of you. And you're going to be like, what in the heck just happened? And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was God. Let me just go ahead and introduce you to God, because that was God who did that. But it's 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 almost like a shock to our system, what God is doing. And there, there's these suddenlies that are occurring, like like Jim was talking about Peter and Paul. They're like, you know, what do you need money? I don't have it. But what I have to give to you be healed. And the guy stands up and he's healed. There's a simplicity of the move of God that is occurring in this season and will continue to occur for us. Okay, Uh, next one. And this is the other part that uh, you're going to love. I know it. I know you're going to love it. Kind of. So it says when it was evening, his disciples came to him and said, it's a deserted place. The hours late send the multitudes away because we don't know what to do with them. They need to go eat. They need to leave. Next one. And Jesus said, you give them something to eat. That's what God is calling us to do. You take care of them. You heal them. You deliver them. I am with you. I live in you. There's a multiplication from you because of me. So you do it. So you remember your word from the Lord is for 2023. You do it. Because you aren't doing it alone. You are not powerless. You are not anointed. I mean, you are not not anointed. That's a double negative, right? Which means you are anointed. So, I mean, God is saying, you do it. Quit looking at me and saying, God, God. He's saying, no, I have empowered you. You do it. So don't tell me you don't know what to do. Just do it. I think Nike stole that from God. Just do it. We may have a trademark infringement right there. Matt, could you get on that for me? And the last thing is fire. God has released fire over his house. He has released fire in his people. And we're going to release a little fire in a second. But God's new wineskin, and I preached on this in December, so you can go back and listen to it. His new wineskin is the year of the church, and the new wineskin is intimacy, which we heard from from Matt. We heard from it from Gene. But the new wineskin is intimacy. Out of intimacy comes all things, right? So one of the shifts we are seeing, and we've seen it, is the shift of worship. There is a holy worship that has been been released from the hearts of the people because they're so hungry to encounter the holy God. They want the holiness that the holy God has given them. And so there's a whole level of worship that has definitely changed. And we're going to see that. um, I had a dream about it actually last week. I dreamed that we had a soaking service. And uh, it was so interesting because in the service, we were all just soaking. There are no chairs. There's no nothing. There's just us and the Lord and the Lord was doing something. And it, in my dream, it was 826 PM. And I said, I don't know where I've been for the last two hours, but God has taken me somewhere. And everyone in the service felt the same thing. They had had an encounter with God that had transformed and even transported them to a different place. And that's what we're going to see is such a, a, um, a fullness of God in our lives. Um, but we got to, we got to say yes. (laughs) We just got to say yes. We can't say that's going to be great for, you know, Matt, 
Or that's going to be great for Caitlin. No, it, that's going to be great for me. You got to own what's being released. Okay. There's going to be waves of healing, waves of glory, waves of signs and wonders. We are going to be the wave of God. And uh, I am going to also talk about uh, Damar Hamlin because uh, the Lord said revival's coming different than what we think. Revival will not be housed in the church only. It will not be housed in the church only. What happened uh, with Damar Hamlin, you can go watch it on YouTube. Um, he's the one that had the heart attack, the cardiac uh, event. But what happened was a sign from God that his word has gone forth for many years saying stadiums will be filled with people seeking him. And we think it's going to be evangelists and great worship teams. Oh, no, it's going to be a spontaneous response to a desperate need of the Lord. And like Jean said, there were people that were not believers. There were people who were half believers. There were people that were real believers. It didn't matter when there was an urgent need. They fell to their knees and they sought God. And that's the way revival is going to occur. That's one of the pieces, not the only. So I believe that we're going to see stadiums filled for other events that will cause a spontaneous spark and it doesn't have to be a catastrophe it doesn't have to be a cataclysmic event but something will occur that will cause a, a spontaneous spark that the believers that do believe in Jesus will fall to their knees and everyone will follow and that's the reason us being positioned in the places, in the marketplace, in those different positions, that's the reason God has positioned us there. Because when the time comes, we've got to have the boldness to fall to our knees and let everyone else do what they may. But we will be the initiators. Even if it's just the one, we will be the initiators that will bring people to their knees for Jesus. And it's not because there's going to be a great message. It's not because there's going to be a great worship. It's going to be because there's a sovereign move of God happening right now that is sparking the hearts of the people to turn toward him. And that we have to realize that. And it is the fire of God that's being released. And everybody thinks that fire is going to happen with flames and we're going to roll on the floor and we're going to jump up and down. Fire hits us on the inside and we all respond the way God has called us to respond. And you may be being hit by the fire and not feel anything, but you know something's happening. You may be hit by the fire and feel the heat, and you know that it's the Holy Spirit. What we have to understand is God's going to move on you and cause you to move in a way that will be perfect for the event that you're at. It doesn't have to look like we think it should look. And even the sportscaster that Gene was talking about, it is true. I went back and rewatched it. I'd seen it earlier, but it is true. When, this is another thing that's happening too. The TV stations are losing yeah. their, their, their viewerships, right? And that's just, you know, that's a lot of different reasons. I'm not going to try to dissect that. But what's happening is we are seeing more overt TV uh, discussions about God. And even as he said, he said, maybe this isn't right to do, but it's on my heart and I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to bow my head and I'm going to pray. And, you know, sometimes it just takes that willingness whether it cost him everything or not, his willingness to do what the Holy Spirit was, call, was calling him to do. And he just did it. And it's live TV, but I feel like the, the TV waves are changing for us too. And what we have to do is we have to shake loose our religious conformity and move into a spirit transformity. So the spirit wants to transform us so we can respond to whatever's happening instead of the religious spirit wanting to hold us. So we judge everything that's occurring. There is a breaking off 
of our have to mindsets and a loosening of a fluid move with the Holy Spirit so that we aren't trapped in conformity, but we're transformed by what the Holy Spirit's doing. Okay. Uh, there's one more little thing I wanted to share. Uh, Luke 3.16. And I want to talk about the fire for a minute. Because the fire is falling on the house of the Lord. The fire is falling. And in and and Luke uh, 3.16, it says, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And in the Passion Translation, it says he will baptize you into the spirit of holiness and into his raging fire. And we want to be a raging fire for the Lord. And there's two scriptures and I'm not going to go into all of it, but I do want to talk about it because we're going to we're going to pray over this is Acts 19, three through seven. It says, uh, you know, there's a move of God happening. Gene talked about that. Uh, this move of God happening and people are getting saved and books are being burned and, you know, the occult is being broken. That's what's got to happen in the church. And I, like I said, I talked about that before. We got to break this, uh, this false religion, this false occult falling, all this kind of stuff. And it is breaking off, but, but it's because it's the fire of the sovereign Lord that is moving through the church. And you know, when the fire of God moves through the church, it burns away, but it also enables us to restore what has been forgotten. So in Acts 19, it says, verse 3, they're going into, you know, um, Paul is coming to where there's a move. And he says to the people, he says, what into what then were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. And Paul says, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. There are people in the church that have stopped at repentance and have not received the full fire of the Holy Spirit. They're so engulfed in being sorry for everything that they haven't moved into the victory of living in Christ. And, and Paul says to them, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to move us up from a baptism of stagnation into a baptism of fire and power so that we can move in what God has called us to do. If we're so busy repenting from our sins from five years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago, we can't move into the power of healing and prophecy and evangelizing and building disciples because we're stuck in the past. Paul says, we forget. I forget what is behind me and I move forward toward the calling that Christ has given me. So we need to shake off the things that we are stuck in so that we can receive the fire to move forward. So God wants a fresh fire to be released today. And that's what we're going to pray about today. We're just going to release a fresh fire. So I'm going to ask you guys to stand. We didn't do too bad for three people in 40 Two minutes, 45 minutes, I don't know. But you know, if God wants us to be here all day, we'll be here all day. The word of God and power. So I want to pray. First of all, I, there's two things I want to pray about. I want to pray about uh, if you feel stuck, just that the fire that is being released will burn that stuckness away. And uh, if you feel like there is um, like a hindrance to receiving the fire that I, I, I can tell you right now, the Lord will break off that hindrance today.
and, and release a fresh fire, a raging fire within you so that you can go forward. And um, like I said earlier, you may not feel a fire, but you just have to step in faith and receive the fire and God will, will make you a consuming fire for him. Amen. So Father, we just release a fire over us, Lord. Your word says that we're going to be baptized with a raging fire, with the Holy Spirit, with holiness and a raging fire. So we just receive your fire in us, Lord. We, we receive a greater capacity, not only to be one with you in communion with you, Lord, but also to be the multiplier for you, Lord, that when things come our way, uh, the fire is already burning and we are, we are stoked and we are ready to go. So when you say you do it, we do it. We do it. We do it, Lord. So God, we thank you for a greater capacity. We thank you for multiplication. We thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to be broken in a, in a season of intimacy with you and that there is a boldness with signs and wonders and miracles following uh, what, what comes out of our mouth, Lord. So God, we just thank you for the, uh, the eternal flame that is, in within, that is within us. And Lord, we thank you that... Uh, where we have gotten stuck, that we are unstuck, that it's burning away. It's like what I saw was wax is blocking it. And when fire hits it, the wax melts. So as the fire hits it, the wax will melt. So things that are hindering us are melting away. Th places where we're stuck, we're being loosed. And, and really this impartation for today is that we are all in in 2023 and that we trust the direction and the suddenlies that you have for us. And Lord, we just say, clean our plate so that we can have the perfect portion that you have for us in this hour, in this season, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.